301. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance. Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And those three elements encompass this woman who I have on coming today, LFC fan, LFC supporter, and adult star, Miss Jasmine LaFleur. Jasmine, it's a pleasure and it's always a privilege. How are you? Good. How are you? I cannot complain. I had you back on my other show on the mic with Mike outside of the LFC auspices. And I know we talked about in our last interview, your fandom of the lingerie fighting championship LFC. You've been a great supporter and a big supporter. And I'm glad to have you on here <laughs> to talk about LFC. We appreciate the support. Yes, of course. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I love all the women that are part of the organization. I always try to keep up with them through all their social media accounts and there's a lot that happens. It's tough. There's actually quite a few women in the, the whole organization. That is true. And I look at it from a stance too. Like when you have a company like LFC lingerie fighting championships, what's great about it too, is with any sport and any variety, any art form, if you will, we got a variety from, you know, MMA, from pro wrestling, everybody with different backgrounds. And I think when it comes to sport and when it comes to an art form, I think you can agree with me. That variety is very essential for a lot of people and fans. I agree. Definitely. I mean, it would be boring just to have, you know, one set of skills and you can kind of get all these different perspectives by, you know, just having a variety of different backgrounds and different opinions and people and their experiences, they kind of come together and they make like a really good stew, you know? <laughs> exactly. And first and foremost, we got a badass in your own right, Miss Jasmine LaFleur. I've seen those photos of you training, looking like the badass that you are. So I got to <laughs> say, you're keeping yourself a great ma'am. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, you know, all the COVID stuff made things crazy and I, totally hate what's happened you know here in Vegas a lot of the gyms have shut down but I just beefed up my own that I already had in my backyard and um just you know called some friends that I trust and my husband of course trains with me too and well I, I mostly teach him but <laughs> <laughs> it's fun you know and and it's still training and it's better than doing nothing that is very true. I also look at it in a way it's kind of a blessing. And the reason why I say kind of is everybody gets to be creative and unique in how they want to do workouts and stuff, because with everything shut down, we kind of have to have our own ways of training, our own ways of doing stuff. So it gives the mind going, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I kind of, um, since I didn't have to focus on training for competitions and wrestling, I actually just put my focus more on some of the other arts that I really liked and had experience with. So I've been training a lot and I've also been doing some Wing Chun. First and foremost, God dang. And second of all, very, very nice. And I think with that too is like we what we see in LFC, there's of course there's jujitsu, there's everything, but like adding that strikes, those kicks, and I've seen you hit the punching bag, man. My goodness. So <laughs> it, it shows it shows in what you do. I've seen it from the imagery standpoint. I know you've done a lot with videos as well. So you're you're killing it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I I didn't know you were had uh, checked into me so much. Hey, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I come up on my time every once in a while. I'm like, oh, there's Jasmine again, just kicking and striking. Like, yeah. Because I like that's I said, so cool. <laughs> you're very welcome. But no, I think that's the beauty of it too from the social media aspect. And we'll get into this because we'll talk about how you, you know, became a fan of LFC. But I think what's also very cool yeah. from a social media standpoint, we get to see what everybody's doing. And there's a lot of people that are being positively proactive. So you fall into that category. 
Oh, thank you. I try, you know, there's, there's so much negative out there. And I just like, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to like, you know, counteract that with like, just keeping it moving and flowing like water, you know? Of course. And I think that's how everybody has to be. And I know a lot of people have been stressing and struggling, rightfully so, including myself with what's going on with the world, this pandemic, the quarantine, the COVID. And obviously there's vaccines coming, but still it's one of those things like, you know, there's hope with everything with vaccines and everything that we see going on with what's going on with everything in general. But it's just like, you know, it's going to take some time. So we got to, you know, try to stay united, not divided, you know? Exactly. And I wish people would remember that a little bit more. Be nice. Exactly. And, and that's, that's really what it's about. And I think what's also great too, is um, this is where we'll get into the social media standpoint as well, because, you know, you're probably one of the best follows on Twitter, one of my favorite follows on all forms of social media, because you're always with, again, the positively proactive and everything that you do and encompass with your overall being Miss Jasmine LaFleur. So I got to ask you from the stance of LFC lingerie fighting championships, because we talked about this in our last interview on my on the Michael Mike show, but you've been a big supporter, you've been a big fan and what really kind of gravitated and really kind of made you go towards the LFC product? What really kind of got you interested in it? Um, definitely the fact that, you know, it was women and they seem to be, you know, very supportive of all their female fighters and all the women seem pretty happy. And, you know, those, those are all good things because, you know, you can look at the different countries and they, they treat their fighters different in the different organizations, you know, and not everything is so great and positive all the time. Um, I have a lot of respect, you know, like I, I'm a huge fan also of like the fighters in Japan and a lot of the, the circuits there. And I just feel like the LFC kind of had that like positivity and empowerment that, you know, is really good for the women in the business. Wholeheartedly agree. And I look at it from a stance of we've had LFC prospects from all over the world, from Hungary, from Australia, from Thailand. It's one of those things, Jasmine, where I, and I've always said this, whether it be wrestling, whether it be boxing or whatever combative nature, like that international flavor really helps a lot and also gets people from the States to go international side and vice versa. So you all yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to see that and that type of just conversation happening and that unity, you know, because I mean, there's so many kick-ass women in this sport, like just martial arts overall. And, you know, they don't get enough love, I feel like. And I've been a huge fan forever, like since watching, you know, some of those female stunt women in some of the martial arts films when, you know, you watch some of those, those Asian movies, the Kung Fu movies, you know. Hey man, you're taking me back to my childhood. I'm gonna make this. <laughs> I'm gonna make this reference here, Jasmine. Lucy Lou, Charlie's Angels. Hello, y'all know where I'm going with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was so kick-ass, and you know, I watched some of like the Shaw Brothers movies, and you yes. see some of those young stars before they were stars, and it's just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're talking about someone who also grew up in the '90s era when Jackie Chan and Rush Hour was kicking butt with Chris Tucker. So yes, I get oh, it. I no, and he still has it too. My God, he, he did great in his last like little movie with his stunts. <laughs> he did. I mean, people go back to like the early two thousands with like Jet Li and Romeo's Romeo Must Die with the late great Ali and the One. But that's a very underrated film, The One with Jet Li. My goodness, it is. And you know, there was just an article on that. Um, as far as Jet Li, you know how he didn't really get to display all of his martial art ability in a lot of the movies he did here in the U.S. Whereas back in China, he's you know superstar and. 
people know what he's capable of. Isn't that amazing too? It kind of also goes into like different forms of music. And when you sell albums and different other artists and different other performers, like when they're in the States, you know, we get to see a side of them, but when they go home side and go international, it's like, you know, it's a bonanza. It's like the whole different, like, yeah. it's, it's interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause we see a lot it of really artists. Is. People. It is. <laughs> if you think about it because you know like i said growing up with certain music like you'll see them sell whatever albums in the states but once they go international it's buck wild i mean to provide you an example look at phil full house for god's sake yes i'm taking it back to full house (laughs) well when john stamos wasn't jesse and the rippers like he had that big you know tour they went on tour with that song forever he covered the beach boys and the yeah the, the episode was he goes to japan it was very big in japan so yes you see a lot of that in society and just all pop culture yeah, I know. I, I can remember just like, you know, being a young kid and just being from that whole DMV area. And, you know, I thought I was in another world when I started going up to New York and spending a lot of time there. But what really changed it for me was when I finally got to travel international and really start to go to some of the other countries and just, you know, you just see a whole nother world. It, it's amazing. It's a culture shock, yes, but at the end of the day, you get to learn a lot of discipline, and that's what's great about the culture. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's so much out there, and like, unless you take the time to really research and just talk to people, you would never know it it even exists. I think that's one of the things that I hate about. I'm going to say this as far as the American style is, because there's a lot of people we were talking about positive and negative stuff, but there's a lot of people and I'll say this, then I think you've come across this as well. There's a lot of ignorance in the world about, you know, going overseas and international stuff. And it's like, you know what? Give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? They always like judge it like right away. And I'm like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I think a lot of people need to be more open-minded about that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know why there's any pushback on it because shoot, if anybody like sooner would have been like, Hey, do you want to go to Australia? Do you want to go to Thailand? Yeah. I'd have been like, fuck yeah. But you know, I mean, even just like, if you're not going for any specific purpose, you know, just to go, it's, it's worth it. It's the Zen is what it is. Jasmine. It's the Zen it's peace. It's what it is. Yeah, exactly. The journey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what it is to a lot of people when you listen, you know, it's like, okay, it's very cliche, but looking at the end of the day, like there's a lot of truth and validity to those statements. Like you were talking about LFC and the empowerment of women. Like for me, growing up in the days of professional wrestling, where, you know, it's more centered around like the sex appeal with the bra and panties matches. And now we're actually giving the girls time to wrestle. Mind you, there's that sex appeal aura. But at the end of the day, as we get into different generations and over the years and over the years and the evolution of it, we get to see their talents being accentuated by the moves that they do and the overall craft that they put into it as opposed to the looks of it so there's a lot of empowerment over the years yeah there really is and you know I love how you use that word craft because I wish more people understood the the dedication and commitment that it takes to you know be skilled with martial arts and it doesn't matter what you study if it's jujitsu if it's muay thai if it's judo every one of those arts takes a long time to really get a a hold of and do well. Of course. And that's why I love like, 
like those mixes of different art forms, like you mentioned, judo and everything encompassed in that. But I also like the fact that, I mean, you even see it MMA fighters, a lot of MMA fighters incorporate wrestling into their background because there's the ground game of professional wrestling that, that helps a lot in the MMA. And that's what I've always find fascinating about it. And I've always just enjoyed, like when we talk about women applying their craft, there's an Invicta and uh, martial arts. It's all women's mixed martial arts with Shannon App is the owner of. And what we do, yeah. with, and what we do with LFC, and I think you can agree with me on this, Jasmine, it's the sex appeal, it's sexiness, but at the end of the day, there's empowerment, there's beauty, there's strength, there's dominance, hence the name of the show. But it's also one of those things are where we get to tie in the beautiful aspect, the sex appeal aspect, but we also got some kick-ass women going out there and applying holds, applying their craft and kicking butt and looking good doing it, you know? Exactly. And if, I mean, of course, the sex appeal totally grabs everybody's attention first. I mean, you know, even me, like, you know, I can't even say, I, I mean, I, I'm looking at ev- all those ladies, I'm totally checking them out. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't even lie, but, but I also respect them for the dedication for the hard work, you know, and they're real people. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like know them very well, but I, I can tell that, you know, they, they've applied a lot of time and a lot of effort into where they are today. I'm going to say this right now, first and foremost, because you were talking about checking them out. I'm going to say this right now because a lot of people <laughs> no, because this ties in and here's what's funny about it. And I've always given this answer because it's funny tongue in cheek, like, you know, because I love what I do with this podcast and what I do with LFC and the social medias. And they asked me, you know, hey, Mike, what, what is it about LFC that you like? You know, I mean, you get to work with a lot of beautiful women in lingerie. And I go, yeah, that's a plus. But I mean, you know, and I, I mean, I mean that in the utmost sincerity and respect way. It's a plus because it's beautiful women in lingerie. But at the end of the day, with any job, with any endeavor that you pursue, you get to know a lot of great women a lot of great people like yourself who are fans of the product and this is what keeps this show and all this going with various guests and everything that goes into this podcast so it's people like you and it's people that support lfc that really keeps it going and keep it on the ground front but yes i too am also that's a plus the fact that women are in lingerie but it's not about the lingerie all the time but i agree with you about checking the girls out because it does they're beautiful women yes the only thing i didn't understand is why they don't let the women pull their hair back that's the one of the things that I've always I was, yeah I was just wondering about that because when uh, we had talked about some uh, my first interview with you before all the COVID shit happened yeah. um, my husband had pointed that out to me he's like because I'm Native American and hair is very you know big to us of course and um, you know I just and my hair is very long my hair is actually down to my butt <laughs> so I just like I don't know why that it wouldn't be okay to have it braided back at least you know I'll be honest with you I think that's more of a question for the CEO Mr. Sean Donnelly when he listens to this but I look at it from a standpoint <laughs> well no but when it comes to like the hair and the pulling back stuff I understand your Native American stuff and trust me ma'am I've seen your content I'm aware of your long hair so it's okay I well oh that's right I do cuss some of that <laughs> I forget. <laughs> hey, you're fine. We'll talk about your content in this show too, because there's a lot of great content provided by Miss Jasmine LaFleur. But yes, oh, you're very thank welcome. You. You're very welcome. But back to LSC for a second. Yes, I think what's great about it too is the fact that, like you're talking about Native American and what you are, and so many of the girls. I think that's great that we have different, uh, you know, races, different everybody in there that really gets LFC going. There's the diversity, if you will. But I also look at it from a stance too. Like you look from, I don't know if you remember back in the day, Miss Jasmine LaFleur, but the LFC. NFL, the lingerie football league very good. yes okay i remember yes 
so I'll be honest, as a senior in high school, this was like 2009, MTV2 on like a Friday or Saturday night, hello, I am tuned into an LFL game. But what's great and why I equate the LFL to it, I'm like, you have a lot of beautiful women in the Laundry Football League. They're kicking butt, they're taking names, they're playing football. Oh, yeah. They're looking good while they're doing it. So that's why I always like kind of like to make the analogy. Well, look at the LFL, look at LFC. It's the same <laughs> thing pretty much if you think about it, you know? Yeah, it is exactly, you know, that hard work, the women out there really have, you know, the skills and they're kicking ass, like it's not fake. And, you know, still looking gorgeous doing it. <laughs> and I look at it from a stance too, because I've seen you compete and she's been on this show as well, Miss Ariel X. I've seen you do some stuff for you. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love Ariel sweetheart and i gotta say and here's why i love the tie-in with lfc and evolve fights because a lot of the lfc girls have done a lot of stuff and participated with ariel and i gotta say a lot of your fights and you kicking butt and taking names on evolve and on uh, evolve fights and that's what i love about it. it has the intergender feel as the girl on girl but at the end of the day it's overall sensual it's passion but at the end of the day you're still kicking ass and that is another one that i love that incorporates a lot of variety with their fights yeah it it and you know, she, she is so wonderful. Like I just, uh, I have, I could say so many good things about her, but my favorite is that she really tries. Like she, she really cares about all the ladies that she hires. And, you know, I see that, that same caring of, you know, in the LFC too, like everybody who's there is, you know, they should be there and it shows. And I think what's great too about it is because we see people like yourself and I got to say people that work in the adult field, and this is why I respect and love everybody does their craft and including the adult entertainment industry back in the day. And I'll remember this and I know I probably shouldn't because, you know, but Hey, people, when you're a teenager and your parents walk out of the room, stuff goes down. That's all <laughs> I guess. So, so. I understand. Okay. See? You understand, you know where I'm going with this. So when you're, when you're an early teenager, yes. When you're a teenager, like 13 years old, hormones are raging. Anyway, I digress. Yes. So, so 19, the, back, well, growing up on Long Island, New York, the three pay-per-view channels were in a row, right? So you had cable. <laughs> it's the same with music. Like you had VH1, MTV, BET, MTV2, and Fuse, like all yes. of them. It was great. So you know where I'm going with this. Okay. So the pay-per-view channels that I had were 92, 93, 94. Like I remember as a kid watching a lot of the wrestling pay-per-views on channel 92 and 93 had like movies and stuff. It was a combined 92 and 93 are very similar, but if you go up to like 94, 95, woo. So there was women's erotic wrestling back in the day, which also encompassed the sensual vibes as well. And there were some adult entertainers that, uh, that participated in women's erotic wrestling for those that remember. It's like the early 2000s maybe mid 2000s but yeah I, okay. I remember so you remember okay. <laughs> so i distinctly remember that as a kid and i'm like well that's a very unique you know interpretation of wrestling with the sensual vibe to it it's still you're kicking butt but at the end of the day there's that sex appeal and that's where i could kind of equate evolve fights and lfc to it because at the end of the day there is sex appeal but there is just something about the sport and the craft and the art form that goes into it so yeah taking it back to women's erotic wrestling i know that'll bring flashbacks to a lot of people when they listen to this but yeah you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> Boy, I'm sitting here thinking about some of the stuff I watched. <laughs> 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 
I was right there with you. I would have been right there watching, you know, some of those same videos that you were just describing. (laughs) It's one of those things, man. If nobody's ever seen women's erotic wrestling, and I mean, people in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, we had XPW Extreme Pro Wrestling, which was a promotion owned by Rob Black, who also directed a lot of adult films. So, I mean, okay, so yeah, we see a lot of that. But at the end of the day, also, it was really empowering about women, even like back in like the late 80s, we had gorgeous ladies of wrestling, we had glow. So there was that introduction with that. Yes, a lot of those women were actors. But at the end of the day, you bring in someone like Amanda Guerrero, a legendary figure. in the Right. So you have them learn. And some of them were wrestlers. There was like maybe one or two were wrestlers, but you have a lot of learning facility. You have a lot of training that really went into glow. And we also saw it in the Netflix reboot. I know I I really loved glow like I mean the not the Netflix reboot is great too but yeah. the original the real life ladies of glow yes and and there is a documentary that Netflix used to have on them too I'm not sure if it's still there but you know it was wonderful and I, I highly recommend that anybody listening to this go check them out because like their stories and just where they are now, I mean, it's incredible just to, to, to listen to. And, you know, there's so much information and there's so many things that you wouldn't have thought of that were happening then that were just really ahead of its time. Exactly. And I also look at it from a stance too. rest in peace, Mount Fiji. I know she is the one that passed away on that show, but it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, you get to learn. And also what I like about it is the continuity of it, because for those that don't, and for those that do remember, and if, who've not seen it, there's a little spoiler here. Um, Chavo Guerrero, who was the nephew of Eddie Guerrero, is actually the trainer on the show. So there's the continuity of the Guerreros being involved because Mondo was on the original Glow and you got Chavo training the girls on the Glow reboot. I mean, you have Awesome Kong, who's in the WWE and TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling, who's in it. So there's a lot of great tie-ins that go into the reboot as well as in the original. I think as far as Netflix goes, I'll be honest with you, like the last thing I watched on Netflix was that, did you see that Haunting of uh, Bly Manor? It was like the sequel to the other haunting out of that was like one of the big ones that's on there take you back have you seen that i did not actually watch that but it's uh, i did see it like oh. you know scroll, scroll by and i totally want to watch that okay. <laughs> i will say this right now and i think for those who have seen it on netflix because this is what we got people during pandemic and quarantine we got netflix i'll be honest with you i'm <laughs> Well, no, it makes sense. I mean, I'm a big Disney Plus fan. You know what I'm saying? Get you on, get yourself on that Disney Plus too. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you're stuck in quarantine, what the hell else are you going to do? You know, the Netflix is right in front of your face. And I mean, well, we got- you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the gym in the backyard, man, I can only train for so long that I'm hungry. I want to be like entertained. I want to relax. <laughs> To quote my grandma, though, to quote my grandmother, God rest her soul, she was Italian. You got a manja after you do it. You got to get the manja, you got to get the food going. So I understand completely. Exactly. The food. That's what I'm talking about. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the food. So, yes. Yeah, so for those who have not seen The Haunting of Blind Manor, go out of your way. I will say this. You probably won't understand, and excuse my language, but I'm going to put it bluntly. You probably won't understand what the fuck is going on until like episode four or five, because the first three episodes, it's very confusing, but then it all starts to make sense. It's like one big mind fuck, but God dang it, is it worth it? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's totally down my alley. Like, I watch a lot of shows, I think, that would fall under <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I'll be honest with you. I, I got the I got the friggin' was it the binge? I'll be honest with you. People, if you're at night and you're watching Investigation Discovery ID, don't because you will get hooked. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so no, there's so many shows on there from like, you know, you know, <laughs> neighbors and killing each other and all this stuff. And it's just like you will not go to sleep because it's addicting. You know what I'm saying? You ever have one of those nights where it's just addicting episode after episode after episode? Yes. Oh, yeah. I totally experienced that not too long ago with Mr. Robot. I just like I really got into it and I couldn't stop watching. <laughs> hey, I since being being the 90s baby here, I saw that they added Sister Sister to Netflix and I'll be honest with you. I was I was in <gasps> seasons. Yes, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> they just put it on Netflix. So yes, if you're a sister sister fan, go watch you some sister sister. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're yeah. And that's what's cool about it too, because whether like we're talking about wrestling, we're talking about everything that comes into it. Like what's great about it is the new generation. If they're not, they're not aware, they get to know, you know. That's true. You know, you're right about that. I mean, even how just like going on like youtube and just pulling up some of the the older fights from some of the big you know like wrestling matches or the the ufc when it was first starting and yeah i mean you get to see where they start and you you know see them now and you see all that growth and change it's crazy Oh, it absolutely is. Like, it's interesting, too. And I know we just lost Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell Screech. He was 44. Oh, yeah, that was sad. And that's the thing, too, because now we get to watch all those old episodes of Saved by the Bell. And I'll be honest with you, I have not watched the reboot yet on Peacock. I've heard mixed reviews of it. But you know what it is for me? Because I guess from the nostalgia belt, if you will, and growing up in the 90s with Saved by the Bell and Saved by the College Years, which only lasted one effing season, because of course it did. But it's one of those things where, you know, you get to be encompassed with that. And I've kind of been like very iffy about even watching the Peacock stuff. You ever get that? Like they remake something like movie wise or show wise. And it's like, why? You know, there's something things that you just need to leave alone if that makes sense i totally agree um because people probably hate me but i i just didn't like the it remake oh okay all right see this is this is going to be a cause of debate because i did see Uh oh no no i'm not gonna hate you i'm not gonna go like go down your throat like how could you because there's people that get intense about that i'm like it's not that serious okay so the it re- exactly it's not that serious it's not that serious <laughs> <laughs> the it remake was good and I liked it, but I'm sorry. You have Tim Curry, you have Tim Reed, you have John Ritter, you have so many people from the original. It like that movie is so iconic. That miniseries is so iconic from 1990. Like I just can't see anybody else playing that roles if that makes sense. Yeah, and and that's kind of where where my where I was at. You know, like I didn't think it was terrible. But I just still like the original because Tim Curry, it, it's really all about him for me. And it, he just fucking nailed that role. Hey, we're in 1990 with Tim Curry. And then two years later, <laughs> no, here's where he also nailed it. Home Alone 2, Lost New York as the bellhop. I love that dude. He was great. Oh, I know, right? He was. It was so funny. <laughs> and then, I love that movie. Well, when he's in the limo, Macaulay Culkin, he's eating the pizza, he's watching The Grinch, and then you see Tim Curry's face like The Grinch, bingo. And then he's got him. He stole the credit card. You know. You know where I'm going with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, though. I miss, you know, some of those, those times a lot with the shows and some of the entertainment then. Oh, agreed. And for speaking of entertainment, we're going to go back to this as well, because we talked about our last interview on my on the mic with Mike Chen. We'll talk about it on LFC podcast here. 
So beauty, strength, and dominance, Miss Jasmine. Before we talked about evolve fights with Ariel X. I also have nothing but love for Ariel X as well. And you've done a lot of great films. And I suggest anybody go. Thank you. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. It's one of those things too where we have that that sensual vibe. Same with LFC, but you also get that appeal. And I think that's what's great about both organizations. Like you said, we do care about the women, and it's all about professionalism. It's all about dare I say decorum. But I got to mention this to you because you made me laugh. I'm going to bring this back up for the LFC fans here. So we have talked about adult films and we talked about us as kids and just taking it back to, I guess, because being in the adult industry, we see a lot over the evolution of films and over the overall, you know, craft, if you will. But God dang, man, like I was shocked the last time we had this conversation because I brought up girlshuntinggirls.com and you were right there with me on this, which I thought was hilarious. So people, here's where I'm going with this. <laughs> like, I, as a 13-year-old, again, we were talking about raging hormones. We were talking about women's erotic wrestling. We were talking about everything that was encompassed in pay-per-view. Dare I say girls gone wild? Hello. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, here's, exactly. what, here's, what, here's what I will always say about wrestling fans, because this is also what incorporates the art form of what we're talking about with female athletes, which we'll get to, Jasmine. But here's the thing. You are not a wrestling fan. If you have not watched Monday Night Raw, and then all of a sudden, here comes a girls gone wild commercial, bada bing, bada boom, smack. <laughs> You've not... Because you're so right. That would not happen nowadays. And a lot of people don't even realize like WWE did a Girls Gone Wild themed pay-per-view because the, the owner of Girls Gone Wild invited a couple of the wrestlers to Girls Gone Wild. And you had Tori Wilson and Stacey Keeber on it. And I was like, I'm again like teenager. I lost my shit. I I, I was all up in that. So it's I was too. <laughs> it's one of those things where a lot I've always said this, and wrestling fans can agree with me this. Kids nowadays will not understand when you're watching professional wrestling, that girl's going wild commercial goes on. It's like summer fun. And then all of a sudden they're, they're freaking flashing like they're on Jerry Springer trying to get their Jerry beads and go, whoa. And I'm like, all right. You're so right too. It was just like that. <laughs> like literally that was every commercial on girls go wild. Uh, girls go wild spring break, lift up the top. Whoa. And then it, <laughs> it was it. That was like, right. Oh, I know. And, you know, I think if he didn't get in so much trouble, they, they would still be airing all those commercials because until a few years back when I started to get hired to do some of the phone sex commercials, I didn't even know those were still around or a thing. It's interesting, too. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. And it's very interesting because of the fact, like, you know, I'll be honest with you. Like, when you talk about phone sex and stuff like that, like, here's the thing. Like that still exists. I mean, some people think it's kind of like non-existent now with like, we've had so many like adult sites coming through fruition from porn hubs here, you know, expeditions, sharks, hamsters, but some of that stuff still works and it's still fun because here's the thing. A lot of people don't talk about it, but when you hear that sultry voice on the other end of the line, it, it does something to one's, you know, one's being, if you will. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It does. It works. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting being in my, on my end of the spectrum with the adult entertainment business, because, you know, in, in porn, it changes your sexuality. I don't think a lot of people address that, but you know, you do it. Porn does change you uh, when you start to participate in it <laughs> from a business perspective. And, you know, I feel like in a way it made me, like appreciate some of the finer things or the small stuff because I feel like in porn sometimes it goes to like well who can do the most extreme who can you know be the most wild and crazy so it, it's made me kind of step back right 
and like in my personal just like appreciate some more of this sensual like connection stuff more than just like something that's wild and crazy I could see that. I think that also kind of goes with relationships too. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, you know, I don't know, I guess I'm a traditionalist, you know, you want that love to be there, that central vibes there. I say, have a little massage, if you will, you get the overall. (laughs) So it's not just, and I'm going to say this, it's not just like, you know, rock out with your cock out. Let's do it. Boom. No, let's like, (laughs) let's just like, let's slow it down a little bit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh it's funny how that works. And it's not that I can't, you know, get all wild and crazy because yeah, I will tie someone up and whip their ass bloody in a minute, but you know, um, my home life, you know, I'd rather have that, that massage or candlelight, right. you know, little hot bath, maybe something like that. <laughs> there you go. Friggin' if people, if you've not seen anger management with Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson, which I don't know why you have, you know what it is? It's like, it's like Heather Graham. It's, it's Heather Graham with the Red Sox. Okay, people know with this. I love that fucking movie. Yes. The friggin' eat the brownies and then he's friggin' calling her porker. I know, that is so great. And like, if you're looking at Heather Graham, I mean, come on, who the fuck would ever be stupid enough to say that to her? Oh my god! I mean, it's still one of the funny parts in the movie that he's running out with a chalk on his face, porker. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Oh, that just the brownies made that scene. <laughs> oh my god! Just well, here, here's the thing. It also equates to her life because I mean, with people, not just women, but also and people in general, the weight fluctuates, and we we go through that stuff. So I think it was also encompassed realism, but in a comedic aspect, if that makes sense. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I totally get that. Oh, but I, yeah, but yeah, but what made the scene was the chocolate and her eating the chocolate and just like, what if I put on a few pounds, Dave? That right? (laughs) That was so funny. I love that movie. It's the nuances too, because you start at the bar. She's in this sexy ass, was like a red dress, and then you know he picks her up and he's talking about, you know, you make me want to explode in my pants. Jack Nicholson gives him the line, people, (laughs) and then it works. Oh, I know. And he's expecting to get slapped. And oh, God. Yeah, because I know if somebody approached me that way. I wouldn't be so happy. But uh, it worked for the movie. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing also, because like as a 10 year old and as you get older in life, you're like, if anybody said that to like a woman, like they would get slapped. But for the movie purposes, absolutely. It's absolutely hilarious. But that's also the thing too, also, because I think with the adult entertainment industry, and this is why I've always respected, like we've talked about like sites and stuff and that we, that has grown so much over the years. Cause I mentioned girls, something girls.com there. I say, we'll take it back to naughty America. First sex teacher, naughty office. <laughs> we'll be here all day. And yes, people I know I may, this may sound pervish, but you know, don't act like you've never been there too before. So yeah. Anyway, I digress. It's one of those things too, where we see those development of sites and you have to pay for the sites there. I say the trials, if you will. And this is also around the time where you have to clear your search engine because you don't want your parents going on your computer and seeing <laughs> list of crazy people. <laughs> but no, it's also what's cool about it is too, like we have all these medias, like I mentioned, X Hamster, X Videos, and every other site that's out there, RedTube, YouPorn, you this, you that. Anyway, it's one of those things that's very cool because we also have that video outlets kind of like you know, like we see with YouTube. We have our chances to explore and really open up our horizons into what we like in the adult entertainment industry. Yeah, and that's really been nice just to have more access to a variety of content. 
I mean, and, and seeing different people from all over the world, like in the, in my business, in my industry, I have friends that are everywhere. I mean, almost every country I can think of, Czech Republic, Thailand, Japan, Australia, like it just goes on and on. What's interesting about it too is like, and as, as from the interviewer perspective and as from a fan perspective, why I've also wanted to interview people in a different variety of different fields and including like LFC fans like yourself and the fighters and everybody in the personnel. What's really cool about it is too, is you get to get people's different perspectives. And what I've always appreciated too, is like a lot of people, and I've know, we've all encountered this in our lives. When you look at the adult entertainment industry, a lot of people frown upon it. And I mean, that's fine. You have your opinions, even if it's wrong. No, I'm kidding. Everybody has their title to their opinion, but I also look at it from a standpoint jasmine where it's like okay like you look down upon this but i also equated to there was a different world episode right yes i'm taking back the different world kadeem hardison with the glasses hello and it's one of those things where like people would make fun of like oh so somebody's a garbage man there's nothing wrong with being a garbage man it's an honest day living or a janitor we can equate it to the boy meets world episodes somebody's going to have something to say about a job or endeavor but if they're putting money on the table they're doing right by their families and they're just living their life and they're not harming anybody what the hell is the deal you know Exactly. And I, I pretty much feel the same way about that. Like I, I never understood why people get so upset because nobody shoves porn down your throat. You can click off of it, turn it off the TV. You don't even have to put it on. There's so many ways you can avoid it easily. And as far as, you know, people saying that the, the women in my business are, are victims, I mean, I, of sound mind and body, chose this profession. My family accepts it. I love what I do. I still love what I do. I've been in it long enough now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do this as long as I have if I felt like I was a victim or being harmed. And, and that's the thing. Nobody's being harmed. Everything is consensual. And, you know, it's a, it really is an honest pay. I mean, it is, it was, it's so much nicer going to a, an interview or an audition or a set and knowing exactly what's going to happen versus when I was an actress or a model not doing adult work and I would show up for an audition and the director might want to fuck me and that wasn't part of the contract or anything written in the paperwork so you know I, I, I like honesty and I get a lot of that in the adult business whether I want it or not but I appreciate it. Well, there is the thing called tough love and honesty is the best policy. So I agree. <laughs> no. And here's the thing that's also very cool about it too. is like, when you look at LFC, here's also where I'll tie this in because I think we can equate this to it. And this is what I love about LFC. Again, beautiful women kicking butt. There's a lot of women that work hard. Everything's at your fingertips from training schools, from wrestling schools, MMA schools, everything's at your fingertips, including home workouts now, what we got going with this pandemic. But here's what's cool about it. I always get oftenly asked myself, and I'm sure a lot of people on the personnel of LFC have been asked, why do they fight in their lingerie? And here's my answer would be, why not? It's something different, yeah. it's something unique. Why can't they fight in lingerie? Because all they can exactly. Yes, you can take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll say you can't take it seriously. Yes, you can take it seriously. Just watch. Don't judge it. Mm -hmm. You have to watch. So it's like, why not? You understand? Sometimes you just got to say, why not? Yeah, I, I hate that people would, would, you know, think that. And I don't get it because, like, it doesn't really matter what the fuck you're wearing or right? how much or how little. It's your skill set. Like, I tell 
man, there's so many times when I'm doing self-defense. I'm like, women who've been attacked in the shower, don't worry about that fucking towel. Your titties bouncing around and everything when you're trying to defend yourself is definitely going to work in your favor. You just described like a very sensual version of psycho. You know what I'm saying? Just come out <laughs> and read, read, read. <laughs> You're right. It does kind of sound like that. <laughs> There's a lot of porn parodies out there. I think you just like inspired an idea for another porn parody. I don't even think there's a psycho, the porn parody or psycho triple X. You know what I'm saying? I think you just kind of like invented that right now. Your titties floppy. Yeah, I see you. I see you. Putting ideas out into the world. Well, I mean, it really just came from my experience, though, sure. because I um, did experience uh, being attacked in the shower Jesus. Um, one time at a, a gym, and this was a while back. But I didn't let my being nude and being in the shower, like, stop anything. My only thing I was thinking was defend myself, and I did. But the fact that I was nude actually did kind of, like, for whatever reason, like stun the person a little bit, like it gave me enough time that I could do what I needed to do, their hesitation, their delay. Oh, hey, I completely understand. First and foremost, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And also you kicking butt in the nude. It also kind of reminds me of the story <laughs> in wrestling where I believe it was a uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff taking it back. Like he got into a fight with one of the wrestlers and he just came out in like a towel and his friggin' flops. You know what I'm saying? Just wow. kicking ass. Yeah. That legit like happened, freaking just kicking ass with, a, with his towel and his flip flops, man. Who'd thunk Damn. it? Yeah, I didn't even know about that. If that's not a badass, I don't know what a badass is. Legendary Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Hello, but yeah, no, that's it's yeah. See, it doesn't even matter if you're clothed or not. If you're being attacked, you know, sometimes you just gotta whoop some ass, and you did exactly. Oh my goodness. And another thing I will say, just because we were talking about like the adult industry and everything that's also encompassed with it. And we talked about everything that's evolved from films and stuff and obviously sites, but I got to say this right now, like we were talking about what we would watch as teenagers and stuff, but also came to, <laughs> no, because you're bringing this back into my memory bank and I kind of thank you for this. And also you just opened up Pandora. Yeah. But you also opened up Pandora's box. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where I realized like how idiotic I was as a teenager, because I guess as a teenager, I was picky because here's the thing. When you watch like an adult film at like two or three o'clock in the morning and it's Cinemax, it's, it's 85. I have this in my memory bag. It's 85. <laughs> or it's one of those sites. It's like, all right, how many times am I going to see Nicole Sheridan and Willow just fucking the same movie like over and over again with different plots <laughs> and stuff? You know where I'm going with this because there was a lot of Nicole Sheridan and Willow back in the yes. day. I remember those and, and I actually called it Skinamax for yes. that reason. Nice. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Take us back to the days of Mr. Skin. Hello. Right. Or Emmanuel. Did you ever watch that one? That I, was a good one. I think I might've one. One I do remember is there was a, Oh my God. Okay. So for, Oh my God, this is really taking me back now. Okay. So like a year, <laughs> so year or two after, um, spider-man came out they did a porn movie called spider babe and there was a lot of girl on girl scenes in there and she was there was a couple of ones with the guy and they kind of recreated this infamous scene with kirsten dunce and toby mcguire like he springs down you know he's kissing her in the alley right so there yeah. so that was like my first introduction to like a porn movie i think that was the first one i ever saw was spider babe which was the parody of spider-man but with oh man wow yeah i i had forgotten about that that was actually a really good one 
Oh my God. You know what I would be terrible on? And I think about this as we're talking, did you ever see the MTV show Room Raiders back in the day? I vaguely remember that. I, I don't remember it too well, but I do remember it. You remember that? Okay. So for those that don't recall, this is before MTV was full reality television. Like there's no music on anymore. You're just going to see the Jersey shore. Here's a little catfish. Here's a little teen mom, <laughs> but it was not all reality. So this was like mid two thousands. And the, and the premise of the show was they would take the guys or girls, three guys, three girls, get them out of the room. They're in the van. Hey, you're on MTV's room Raiders. So it's girls picking guys that they want to go on a date with by just going through their rooms. They had spy kits. They had everything to look up. And this is where the porn comes in. And then what they would do is they would put on, you know, the spy kit and stuff because, you know, hey, there's a porn film. I would have been fucked. I yes. couldn't have done that. Absolutely. <laughs> there's a porn film in the, in the on the computer. There's a porn film on TV. Oh my God, is that a condom? Yeah, yeah. Like legit. This is this is what they would do. They go to spy kits. They don't want to find the porn, not the stash, not the stash. <laughs> that is too funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would have done horribly. Like they they probably couldn't have aired my episode if if that was you know them going through my room. <laughs> That's what they do, like you know, oh, here's dirty. Did they clean this? Did they clean it? Like, it's something to watch, man. But if, if you got porn or something there, whoo, no, yeah. I um, I, I knew what I liked at a very early age, and uh, Same. I can still remember the first time. I mean, you know, it was like, yeah, I was watching the Skinamax, and then I finally got to, you know watch one of those like real porns on the pay-per-view channel but then after that I had to like I finally got into the adult section of like my local video store at the time yeah. I know that kind of dates it really <laughs> and I remember going in the bathroom and I remember stealing my first porno oh. and it was a VHS tape <laughs> Okay. I had a similar experience, but I kind of had a good conscience about this. So here we go. So not Blockbuster, which so where I lived on Long Island, Blockbuster was like 10 minutes from my house, but we were uh, visiting friends and we were in, oh my God, I think it was like Riverhead, Long Island. And in the area was the local Hollywood video. And so we went to Hollywood video and Spider Babe, which I just talked about was in there. It was rated R. And I'm like, I know this is a porno. Like this was just on HBO. Or so I almost put it in there in the cart with my mom was and i'm like because we rented a movie i forgot what movie that we rented but we rented a movie from hollywood video so <laughs> i almost put it in there but i'm like you know what no I, i'm like i'm gonna be good about this because she wouldn't know and i had to explain i'm like you didn't even realize what i just did and she goes no i'm like well there was a film called spider babe there and i would have got that and then she's like why would you would have got that because i'm like it was a porn and i wanted to see your face <laughs> Right. Uh, that would have been a tough one to try to explain. I know. I, I know. I can't even come up with anything exactly. how to explain that yeah. one. <laughs> I, I tried to sneak it, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to take the high road about this and just be nice. So, yeah. But yeah, I almost <laughs> did. But you actually went full force and stole the porn. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to find the stash. You know what you did? You were you're like Paul Rudd in the 40 year old virgin. Big giant box of porn, Andy. <laughs> it's true it is oh my god I, I mean I'm so sorry that I did that and it it wasn't even like a, a, a big chain it was like you know one of those random video stores in a small town and I just like yeah I, I, unfortunately you know um I I you know went back and I ended up bringing it back I felt so bad I shouldn't have done it but you know, and then I ended up getting like a fake ID just so I could like have 
like an adult membership there so I could go into that back room without anyone hassling me <laughs> it was yeah it progressed I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> hey, you're okay. Please, that's what makes you unique I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted my porno and then I also wanted to get into the sex toy stores because most of them you have to be 18 which you know it's like Eh, I'm so happy that I see like the toys and stuff at like Spencer's because I think masturbation is really healthy and I don't think a lot of people know how to talk about it especially to their kids like I can't even imagine that fucking conversation and um but I but I think it's nice that the option is there so you don't have to go get a fake ID just to go to a sex store (laughs) I think also what I can equate to, and I, I told Ariel this when I had her on the show and we were talking LFC and what she does, what's great about with Evolve Fights too, it's like at the end, either way, you don't lose because we're all winners. It's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so Sum 41 had a song on their debut album, All Killer, No Filler, right? It was called Pain for Pleasure. That's what it is because you're in a lot of pain, you know, you're fighting and all stuff at the end, you know, even if you lose, it's still pleasure. So pain for pleasure, right? Yeah, no, that that's perfect, actually. And it's true. And yeah, I mean, there's never a bad day working for Ariel. (laughs) And it doesn't look like there's a bad day working for LFC. Hey, man, I'm going to say this right now. When you have a lot of these girls like just killing and also with the big event that we did in Sturgis, like Sturgis Rally, you know what I'm saying? That's this is the bike, you know, the Buffalo chip, the bikers. There's been a lot of events there from wrestling, from music and all nine. Like when you're doing these venues, even through the bad times and the hard times that is this coronavirus, like you're out there putting on a show for people. And it's one of those things that I think a lot of people can equate to, like, even through these tough times, like you have to go on out there and still put your best foot forward and put on a fun time and just a great and overall product or content for people. And that's what I always loved about LFC and Evolve. And here comes you, my lovely friend. And we got to talk about this because I have seen some of your latest content. I had her on my show with on the mic with Mike. I've seen you do some stuff with uh, Raven rocks. I've seen you do some stuff with Sherry. Oh, shit <laughs> like you're, you're killing it like i said i've like i said i've seen a lot of your content you've been killing it as of late thank you yeah you know it was uh tricky you know maneuvering some of the changes that uh 2020 brought but you know we're all getting on pretty good i'd say <laughs> myself included in that thankfully i'm, I'm really grateful of course. And people check out those contents and even check out what Jasmine's got going on. Because like I said, from the imagery standpoint, from everything going on content wise, like everything you've been putting out is superb. And like I said, man, I, I could just see the vibrancy. And I think that's what I like about you from your athletic ability. And from you as your overall being, you got that vibrancy about you and that smile, man. And that's what really makes it. Thank you. Yeah. We, um, there's some more good stuff that's going to be coming out soon. I, I, probably should stay tight-lipped on some of it but you'll you'll definitely see a lot more of that (laughs) you gotta gotta keep us wanting more you know what i'm saying you know telling them to come get it literally and figuratively speaking but i digress you know i gotta put that there man the endeavors but no it's one of those things where the innuendos the endeavors aside like you're you're giving us more and i think that's what's great about what you put out Thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Uh, you're very welcome. And I also look at it from a stance too, as I'm going to say this to you, Miss Jasmine LaFleur, when are we going to see an LFC kicking some butt, taking names and looking good in your lingerie? Now I got to ask you, because if you do compete, what's the lingerie? Because that's, what's also great about it. The entrance, the lingerie that's being worn going to the fights. What are you thinking about, man? Mm, I got some good ones. I don't know. It'd be like, 
Oh, I, I think, you, you know, I'm, I'm so silly sometimes. I like to get to know who I'm going up against <laughs> a little bit because I like to know what they like because I like to distract and I like to, you know, like if I can get a little more out of the situation, you know, if I can be a little sexier for my opponent, you know, I try to do that. <laughs> that's pretty much what you're saying is you're challenging your inner britney spears 2007 give me give me more give me give me, give me. yeah something like that <laughs> but i gotta yeah. say, no but i gotta say in all seriousness jasmine i personally i really hope you take out all up on the offer and get into lfc i think a lot of fans are get to see a lot of greatness with jasmine lafleur we've had so many different names from terry feisty fist london from jesse el toro santos you got to get you a name got to get you some laundry and we got to get you up in that ring man yes that is definitely a goal of mine i would love to be a part of this everything yeah <laughs> That's that's what's great about it. It's also the free spirit. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? Free spirit. You know what I'm saying? Dare I say YOLO, if you will. You know what I'm saying? You only look. <laughs> but it's so true, right? Like how, uh, when do you get the opportunity any other time in life to be a sexy, badass bitch and then go out there and like, you know, break some bones. It, I mean, and kick ass. It's just like, yeah, there's no other time kind of like motley crew you know what i'm saying who's the one to call dr feel good that's what it is you know what i'm saying after all that pain you gotta call dr feel good yes <laughs> yeah exactly yes i mean it's a great time i think i hate when people say that all that fighting it's like human dog fighting because it's not there is so much love between fighters like people have no fucking idea like like we don't look at it like that we love what we do of course. And I think from a stance of people that look look at it like that, it's just I, I don't even know what to say about those people <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, just watch it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, like you said, if yeah. you to change the channel, watch something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, when people have approached me in that way, I honestly don't know what to say to them. And my Grammy always had that saying, you know, of like, if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it at all. Yep. And I really try to go with that. But there's just so many idiots out there. It's really hard. <laughs> you know what it is that kind of reminds me of it. And I got to say, like, there's stuff to be offended by and there's stuff that's just not right. And sometimes you have to take a stand, but that kind of reminds me of some of those people. And there are people out there in this world that get offended and like disgusted over like some of the silliest and like littlest shit in the world. And I'm like, really, bro? Really? <laughs> it's true. Like, oh yeah. I, I, yeah way too much of that like people got to stop being petty you know who cares what someone else is doing if it's not affecting you personally why do you care you know if you don't like it you don't watch it of course period period exactly. <laughs> like like us talking about you know stealing porn and just watching porn as, as, as teenagers i hope i wasn't a bad influence to somebody out there please if somebody's thinking of doing that don't do it don't 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 be like me See, that's somebody's gonna run into like a video you gonna have someone going to fye and look for like what's actually fye's still around i think there's something you're gonna have somebody going to fye robbing the stash oh my god and you're so right and you know what i'm so bad i had to think about that for a moment right because there's barely any video stores around anymore <laughs> oh my god it's like when there's a kid on long island friggin bayshore you would be the person like for like stealing the stash of cds that's what that, that's the equivalent of it, no? oh god oh 
yeah. Good times. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. Like, I think the only other one I didn't mention that we've talked about, like it besides Nicole Sheridan Willow at three o'clock in the morning and doing the almost same goddamn movies. And again, not to be, be picky or anything, but it's like after a while, you know, can we can I see something else besides Nicole Sheridan and Willow? Just, you know, bada boom. So it's one, right. <laughs> so it's one of those things like you have to wait up for like a cat house, the series and just watch and got to rest this old Dennis and watch like the bunny ranch stuff that they do in Air Force Amy and all those people. Now I'm taking people back with Air Force Amy. Hello. Oh, yeah, boy, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's what I'm saying. Like you had Cat House the series, you had Taxi Cab Confessions, which I'm gonna say right now. I'm not gonna repeat all of them. There, there are some fucked up people in the world. If you've not seen Taxi Cab Confessions, holy shit, the things. Yeah, are- that they should bring that back. <laughs> oh my god, there was there that was, was a, a good show. <laughs> a gentleman talking about how he had like sex at like an abandoned building, and I'm like, okay, that's that's weird, but all right, if you want to do that. <laughs> that's on somebody's bucket list to have sex in an abandoned building okay god bless do it <laughs> oh, oh boy if you could just see some of the emails me and some of my co-workers get like oh god Ugh. people's fan people yes oh oh my god some of the things people write i just like i'm like what is wrong with you <laughs> what happened to you as a kid so when <laughs> I mean, there's people that have unique fetishes. Like I know people have foot fetish and stuff like that, but there, there's people that just go over the top with it. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like when Mariah Carey sang sweet, sweet fantasy, baby, that's not what she was talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like to each their own, but, but there is like a point where it's like, it just went a bit too far, you know, like a, like that guy who just doesn't stop laughing after the joke punchline and won't yep. stop yeah yep. <laughs> it's like all right that was funny like 10 minutes ago you know what i'm saying like keep it down keep it down exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but i'm gonna say this to you right now because lfc man if you're not checking out laundryfc.com if you're not checking out jasmine the floor what are you doing because she's a great follow on all forms of social media i'm gonna have you promote that in a second but i gotta say one of the badass women doing a thing in the adult entertainment industry from the combative nature side of things and just the badass women in general people support women support wrestling support whatever endeavor that women are doing because women are kicking ass and they're taking names and there's a lot of strong beautiful women like miss jasmine the floor out of there so on those kind sentiments ma'am please promote the social medias where we can find you on social media whether it be twitter instagram facebook let everybody know the uh, links where we can check you out yeah um on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Jasmine Lafleur, uh, J-A-S-M-E-E-N-L-E-F-L-E-U-R. And of course, my website, www.jasminelafleur.com. And shoot, I have a OnlyFans, a fucking, all the, the, the sites. <laughs> There's so many now, especially since COVID started. Oh my goodness. But I'm, I'm everywhere. You can just fucking Google me. I'll put the links in the description, <laughs> followed by fucking Google me under that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Also, that's the thing. Like OnlyFans, can you believe, last thing I'll say, can you believe the bonanza that that's been? I mean, there's a lot of different varieties on OnlyFans and it's a great site, but can you believe the boom that has happened with OnlyFans? Yeah, you know, I did not expect to see it do like how it's been doing. It's been interesting, you know, from a business perspective to just kind of see the direction it's heading. And, you know, yeah, I don't think anybody really saw it coming, 
Well, I think what's great about it is too is it also provides variety and it's also very cool for a lot of great content creators such as yourself to put their content. And speaking of content, you can check out OnlyFans with LFC. We are on OnlyFans.com LFC. You can see a lot of great clips of beautiful women in lingerie just kicking butt, taking names, and having a whole lot of fun. You can check this podcast out on LingerieFC.com. You can check out Twitter at LingerieFC, LFC, MMA, wherever you get your audio platforms, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor. There's a whole lot of things where you can hear us giving eargasms with our mellow accents. I like the way you work it. No <laughs> no doubt. Blackstreet, uh, Dr. Dre. Yes, I went there. And uh, you can check this out on YouTube. Andre Corville's Wrestling with Wrestling. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jasmine LaFleur, you are always <laughs> a blast. And it's always a pleasure and a privilege. Do you have any final words to the LFC universe, your fans, Justin Jones? Do you have any final words for the people, Miss Jasmine LaFleur? Oh, man, that's a lot. Um I don't know. Just everybody take care of each other. Be well, be happy and be grateful. Beautifully said. And the last thing I will end this on is people. If you want to know where to go for a five finger discount, Jasmine LaFleur is your girl. She will five finger discount a porn video. She will just five finger discount period. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes. Five finger discount LaFleur. That's what you are. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I love that. Okay. I'll own that. All right. So for the beautiful, the lovely, the gorgeous Miss Jasmine LaFleur, my name is Michael Larkin, and thank you for listening to another edition of the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And Jasmine LaFleur, I include you in those sentiments. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.